Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. Somehow, God is in me, and there's a sense in which I am like God and man all at once. Many religions claim that we will all eventually be gods. The Bible says something so much better. It says, no, God will continue to be God. Man will continue to be man, but God will come upon man. No way! It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Are we all awake? We commit to uprooting the legacy and perpetuation of structural violence deeply embedded within the healthcare system. Oofta, this is Wretched Radio. And when I say oofta, a word could not be more applicable. Oofta. The sounds you just heard were from the University of Minnesota. <laughs> it hurts when your home state produces something that is so woke revealing that the concerns that so many people have had about CRT and its ability to inflict damage wherever it goes, they were certainly warranted. Prepare to hear a pledge to honor indigenous healing from incoming medical students at the University of Minnesota. You're wondering, wait a second. What does this actually have to do with actual medicine? Yeah. We commit to uprooting the legacy and perpetuation of structural violence deeply embedded within the healthcare system. Apparently, there's been... Jimmy? You ever go to a doctor like that? I have not. Well, that's because you're white. (laughs) And they take care of you, but... The systems are baked to hurt people. Honestly, that they think that they can get away with these slanderous accusations, these presumptive statements, it's got to tell you, it gets a little bit annoying, to be perfectly honest. In, in fact, let me see if I can demonstrate how tiresome and irksome it is to constantly be told, white man, you're racist, white man. You've hurt people. It is a blanket accusation. In fact, it's such a blanket accusation. It was actually made in the book White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo, best-selling book. She said a positive white identity is an impossible goal. Well, that's hopeful. White identity is inherently racist. White people do not exist outside the system of white supremacy. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Samuel Say, commenting on this broad brush critique of an entire people group who happen to have a particular amount of melanin, he wrote this in an article in the Christian Post. He's, by the way, Samuel Say, he's up in Toronto and he is black. I believe he's from Africa. And he's here legally. Just as my melanin count doesn't make me a thug or a criminal, a white person's melanin doesn't make them a white supremacist or an oppressor. Isn't that nice and refreshing to hear that? Now, just imagine if any people group identified an entire ethnic group 
and said they are all fill in the blanks to use Samuel Say's word. A thug or criminal. They, they just are. You you can't be born with that melanin and not be a thug or a criminal. You'd all go, what? Are you kidding me? That is so racist. And you'd be right. And so it is when an entire people group is labeled as being racist simply because of skin color. Let's go back to the University of Minnesota. We recognize inequities built by past and present traumas rooted in white supremacy, colonialism, the gender binary, <gasps> ableism, and all forms of oppression. If you have been looking for a pithy demonstration of the manifestation of CRT in the education system, you're not going to do any better. This has every critical race cliche that has ever been written. These are medical students, and they're all having to admit because of the color of their skin, they've been bad, they've been bad, they've been really, really bad. As we enter this profession with opportunity for growth, we commit to promoting a culture of anti-racism. There it is, anti-racism. This is as if the University of Minnesota got together, assembled every one of these bad books that promotes critical theory and said, let's make it an oath for our incoming medical students. What are the implications of this? Well, there are many. First of all, apparently every single doctor in the medical system has not been honoring indigenous people or people of a different skin color than white jimmy you yes. ever been to a doctor like that <laughs> i can't say that I have. that's because you're white oh. you get you get taken care of nobody else does that's what they're saying what would be another implication of this well how's about and we've already seen this haven't we that certain people will be treated before others based on their skin color <laughs> honestly CRT, it is everywhere. Here's another demonstration. Halloween outrage. Parents speak up after Pennsylvania school district cancels kids' outdoor costume parades. You say, what does that have to do with CRT? Listen to the details. Pen By the way, Jimmy, did you see that debate in Pennsylvania? Uh, no, I don't think so. Whew. What happened? Oh. Oh, well, let's just say if you are concerned about President Biden's ability to focus, concentrate and articulate a big thought, you got to go watch the senatorial debate. OK. Pennsylvania, other issues. Parents are not happy because a school district canceled Halloween costume parties. Here's the details. There were factors, according to the cancelers <sighs> another fact is the lack of inclusivity of students whose families do not celebrate halloween for religious or cultural reasons there it is and what is hey not everybody does what you white people have done therefore we're going to cancel it quote many working parents and guardians are unable to attend a morning parade due to work responsibilities which can create disappointment for their children. So people who can't do that, 
are feeling sad. So we make everybody feel sad by just canceling the whole shebang. That's CRT. Let's go to Florida. (laughs) The headlines are staggering in and of themselves. Reading them just reveals where our culture has slip-slided away to. Florida Methodist Church. Let's drag queen dress like a demon give sermon to children. Could we add any more goofiness to this? A a one-legged drag queen who was dressed like a demon while eating a McDonald's ice cream cone gave a sermon to children. I mean, this is just the drag queen dressed like a demon preached on defeating systems of oppression. That's CRT. That means it's in the Methodist church in some way, shape or form. There is a system of oppression in society and Christianity in order to truly love one's neighbor as oneself. We were anticipating that there would be a divide in Christendom where there would be entire denominations. Now, this is just one Methodist church, but there would be entire denominations that acquiesce to the culture and say, yes, we're guilty, terrible oppressors. We salute thee. And we're seeing that, aren't we? Jimmy, perhaps you've got this for the news. I saw the headline that the PC USA, not PC America, but the PC USA, they now in- include the LG spectrum as people practicing that lifestyle as Presbyterians. Listen, listen. Do you hear that sound? It's coming from a parking lot in Scotland. It would be John Knox rolling in his grave like a lathe. Yeah. Why is it in a parking lot? Well, they covered up. his funeral plot back to florida the methodist church the drag queen dressed like a demon giving this sermon to children we are here to learn and grow and to deconstruct and to reimagine what church can be who church can be for and how church can feel together isn't it nice that they're at least showing their cards (laughs) church can be a place of uh, unafraid to denounce Queerphobia, sorry, new word for me, a place unafraid to name the sin of racism and to call for an end to white supremacy. What is that? It's critical theory. This is a children's sermon inside of a Methodist church. Medical students at the University of Minnesota, Pennsylvania, canceling events because they're not inclusive enough. What is it? It's CRT. Where is it? It's everywhere. What is it doing? Deconstructing and frankly, promoting danger. The effects of this worldview have not yet fully, fully trickled down, but to a degree they most certainly have in a rather surprising twist. Next on Wretched Radio. Yep, I get it. The thought of not having traditional health insurance, it just feels kind of scary. I would like to encourage you to discover what Mrs. Friel and I have learned about MediShare. It is affordable biblical health sharing. 
400,000 Christians strong. This is no fly-by-night organization, a ministry that has existed for 27 years, and they have covered together over $4 billion in medical expenses. Please be encouraged to at least check out metashare.com slash wretched. The average family will save approximately $500 per month and you can sleep at night knowing that MediShare is sound, affordable, biblical health sharing. MediShare.com slash wretched. Hey, hey, thank you for tuning in to Wretched Radio today. We certainly appreciate your time. Did you know there is actually something in existence that gives you information on things happening at Wretched? Things like upcoming product launches or details on upcoming seasons of our productions of Wretched Radio, Wretched TV, Road Trip to Truth, Transformed, and Breaking Bread. Also, information on job openings here at Wretched. Information on upcoming sales in the Wretched store. What I'm referring to is the monthly Wretched newsletter. If you're not already receiving the Wretched newsletter, you're missing out on all of these things and more. The Wretched Newsletter also contains thorough and in-depth messages on a wide range of theological topics, and that's not all. As a Wretched Newsletter subscriber, you're also eligible for resources that we give away daily here at Wretched. So sign up and don't miss out on any of this stuff by becoming a Wretched Newsletter subscriber by visiting our website at wretched.org, scroll to the bottom of the page, and fill out the form. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. Hmm, something is happening in the Philippines. Wait, I know what it is. Jesus is building his church. Please meet Pastor Kitu Espiritu from the Master's Academy International in the Philippines. Your support allows us to fill pulpits and transform lives. Pastors are being equipped to rightly divide the truth. People in the Philippines are hearing the truth rightly preached and coming to know the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Jesus is on the march in the Philippines. Philippines. Souls are being saved, churches are being built, and yet there are too many empty pulpits. And that is where you come in. Would you please consider filling an empty pulpit in the Philippines so that people can hear the word rightly divided? The Masters Academy International training pastors to do just that in the Philippines and 17 other nations. To learn more, please visit wretched.org slash pastor, wretched.org slash pastor. Books of the Bible. First and Second Chronicles traces God's unfolding plan from Adam through the Babylonian captivity. When you wonder what God is doing in the world, Chronicles shows us this pattern. He is calling a people to himself, placing them under the rule of his king, and preparing them for worship. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Ah, that smell. Better get used to it. This is Wretched Radio. Jimmy, do you have the smell of CRT wafting in your office? A little bit. Feeling it? In the studio, because it is everywhere. It is a destructive ideology that is built to break stuff, to deconstruct, to tear down, and to reimagine a society where we all sit around. Well, we wouldn't be singing Kumbaya because I think some church camps once sang that, and we wouldn't want to be singing such an oppressive tune. We are all going to be amazing, and we are all going to get along, and we're all going to have the same outcomes, 
And we're all going to have the same everything because CRT is Marxism. Updated, repackaged, and unfortunately palatable. But oh, the odor, it is making its way into medical schools, universities, grade schools, preschools, churches, denominations. Case in point, this is this is just one outrageous tale after another. If you go to Christian Post, they're doing a series on deconstruction. These are people who have decided that they want to be a different gender. And it's an expose on that. And when you hear the stories, we should just be, I got to tell you, uh, sad for those people. And simultaneously, without sinning, angry at those who are doing these things to children. And you say, wait a second, what does transgenderism have to do with CRT? Let me take you back to a Christian Post article from Samuel Say, a blogger up in Toronto, California. He is black. Isn't it fun that we always have to say what skin color somebody is before we say anything about them? I love this built back better America that we're living in right now. He wrote an article called You're Fearfully and Wonderfully White. (laughs) Thanks for that, brother. You're fearfully and wonderfully white. Just as white supremacy made some black people ashamed of their skin color, critical race theory has made some white people ashamed of their skin color. That is an effect of CRT. How could that be? Because CRT, white fragility, white supremacy, white we're terrible. It, it, it tells young people, I'm bad because of my skin color. I'm, I was born into a rotten family and I live in a rotten nation because it was founded by white people. It would be inevitable that kids would start to feel bad about it and excluded by it. Peer pressure. We feel it into adulthood as children. It can be overwhelming to measure up, to not be ostracized, to not be able to sit with anybody in the lunchroom. It's heavy. And if you've forgotten, we do well to remember Because kids who feel that peer pressure and are now being told you're bad because of your skin color, they're feeling the effects of it. And it's manifesting itself in transgenderism. Back to Samuel Say. You hear stories of children telling their parents they wish they weren't white. Mm. And many detransitioning white teenagers have admitted that one of the reasons why they once identified as transgender is because they didn't think they could have a positive identity as white people. Whoa. The fruit of CRT, it's even affecting our understanding of genders? Yes. Yes, it is. Think of of CRT like a bucket of water. Nah. A wheelbarrow of water. No, most people don't put water in a wheelbarrow. A dumpster of water. 
on parched ground that's cracked with crevices. CRT gets dumped onto the dry ground. And where does the water go? Everywhere. It falls down every single crack. You've had to wipe up those messes. You know how difficult that can be. Oh, now water goes everywhere. It's worse if it's Kool-Aid. Water infects everything. And so does CRT. And it is even affecting our children and their understanding of their skin color and gender. Samuel Say writes, for instance, a this is so sad. A detransitioning woman recently said, and he lists her, her name, his name, but we're not going to, said, quote, I was just going through the period of like, I don't know how I'm treated as a cis person, as a straight person. I don't want to be cis because cis means you're uncool. <laughs> what? Thank you, CRT, for pummeling our children. It means that you're uncool and you're privileged and you're an oppressor and you're bad. I don't want to be bad. In that way, I really incentivize, I really incentivize to try to figure out a way to make my voice heard in these communities. What you're hearing is a manifestation of the effects of peer pressure, specifically as exerted by CRT. Here comes the punchline. I thought we already had them, Friel. No. Quote, obviously, I can't change my race. So the only thing left was to start playing around with the gender stuff. Why? Because then you're cool. Then you're accepted. This child, because of CRT, if this report is accurate, feeling bad about living in the skin that God designed for her so that she's, he isn't, I, I, I guess, I don't know which way this thing went, but this person feeling like, oh, I'm so on the outs because I'm cis, I'm straight, and I'm white, and I can't change it. What could I change? Hey, I could get a double mastectomy. Hey, I could get castrated. That will make me cool. I got to tell you, I'm inclined to believe reports like this because I also went to grade school. I didn't graduate, but I went and I remember the peer pressure, don't you? Come on, the cliques, the cool kids, and we all long to be on top of the cool heap. Most of us weren't. And by the way, if you're not and you're young, be encouraged because it is a rare time when an individual who is cool in grade school, middle school, and even high school does all that well the rest of their life. <laughs> In a way, you're kind of a sleeper. You're going to come into your own. You're going to grow a lot. Sometimes people are early bloomers and the bloom falls off the rose when they get to university and certainly when they get a job. So don't be frustrated. Hang in there. Keep growing in godliness. Study. Work hard. And don't feel the peer pressure. Where is this peer pressure located? How's about on a bookshelf in Target? This was sent in <laughs> Boba. 
sent this in. B-O-B-A, Boba. That's just what I think it says. Yeah, I, 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 he, I, I, I see his emails regular. He sends in stuff like you're supposed to to idea at wretched.org. He took a picture of this book in this is, this is amazingly offensive. This is just shockingly offensive. The book is Twas the Night Before. Eh? Twas the night before. Jimmy, what should it be? Christmas. Uh no. Twas the night before Pride. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Here we go. Come on, son, sit on my lap. We're going to read about Twas the Night Before Pride. Now, somebody sent me another email. This is from, looks like Jay. It's a book on Amazon. It's titled, Elephants Are Not Birds. Apparently, this might be the first book that actually writes counter to the nonsense that a boy can actually be a girl and vice versa. Elephants are not birds. I didn't read the book, but wow, thankfully, one book on Amazon. Uh Oh, oh, no. What? Jimmy, can we erase this? No. Oh, on the long shot chance. That somehow Amazon hears about this book. Canceled. Yeah. Going to be out there. Canceled. CRT. It's supposed to solve all of our problems. And all it has done, because that's how it's designed, is cause so many problems. What's the solution? It's basic, but timeless. The gospel of Jesus Christ. This is Wretched Radio. This is Wretched Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hicks. I'm pretty sure most of us remember the name Joe Kennedy. He was the Washington State High School football coach who was fired in 2015 because he decided to pray on the field with his players. After about a seven-year battle, Kennedy will be reinstated in March next year. The news comes after his Supreme Court victory in June that ruled 6-3 to three the coach was within his constitutional rights when he prayed midfield after games. According to Tuesday's court filings, Kennedy will be reinstated to his previous position, which is obviously great news, but I do wonder if he's getting any back pay. If you didn't think Christianity was relevant enough, you just wait until you get a hold of the Episcopalian Church's brand new app that allows you to choose your own queer or feminist theology. And if you think I'm just making it up, do-it-yourself spirituality. What they will feel they have is a very authentic spirituality that connects them with the divine. (laughs) Nothing says authentic like do-it-yourself spirituality. I wonder if they know what the term authentic really means. Well, if you wondered who the next Miss Universe was going to be, it's probably not going to be a Miss, at least a biological one. A Thai business tycoon and transgender activist has purchased the Miss Universe organization for $20 million, according to the company. Obviously, we see the writing on the wall here that a actual Miss will not be the next Miss Universe, but I wonder if there will be real biological women even in the pageant. 
I guess we just have to wait and see. If you remember earlier this week, I played some of the latest clips from our nation's leaders. Well, they're not done. Today, 95% of our school buses are fueled with diesel fuel, which contributes to very serious conditions that are about health and about the ability to learn. According to our nation's vice president, who our president thinks is the actual president, anyway, that's another story, but according to Vice President Kamala Harris, diesel fuel on the buses affect our children's ability to learn. Yeah, I'm going to say that there is a whole lot of things that affect our children's ability to learn, and diesel fuel, not even in the spectrum. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Lexicon. Faith is not a force we harness or a feeling we get. True biblical faith consists of three things. Knowledge of the truth, agreement with the truth, and a trust in the true God. There is no power in faith itself. The power is in the one we put our faith in. Are you trusting in Christ or in something that cannot deliver? This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. What? You're not annoyed yet? We've got our work cut out for us. This is Wretched Radio on the very off chance you aren't agitated with all of the headlines that we've been sharing. And I don't know how you might be able to contain yourself from being (laughs) grieved by what secular humanism is imposing on children on the church, on schools, on the medical profession. Oh, it's grievous. But I hold in my never before nicotine stained fingers a story that will not only grieve you, it will not only annoy you, but it will cause you to be a little bit concerned. And I don't know that that's a bad thing. Whether you live in Europe or not, this is a headline that is troubling. Time for the kids to potentially go away right now. Let me take you back to 2013, a Roman Catholic church in France called Le Madeleine. A woman entered the church. She wasn't Roman Catholic. She stood in front of the altar wearing a blue veil to mock the Virgin Mary. Please forgive me for this. And carried pieces of animal liver to represent an aborted fetus, specifically Jesus. She acted out an abortion before, um, hmm, I guess this is as polite a word as can be used, before urinating on the ground before those in attendance. That was 2013. France actually responded appropriately. After the church filed a complaint, a national court found this woman guilty of sexual display and ordered her to pay the parish 2,000 euros. She was sentenced to one month in prison. Very cool. The court of cessation, think Supreme Court, upheld the judgment. So far, so good. But the story doesn't end because France 
is in the European nations that act as a collective, at least to a degree. They have a little something called the European Court of Human Rights. Argued that France violated Article 10 of the European Convention on Human Rights, which protects freedom of expression. Oh, she was entering private property to express herself in a vulgar way. It's fine. It's just self-expression. This reminds me of the story. I'm almost certain it was in Texas, but I think there were more than one of men who were going to public pools underwater taking pictures of little girls. They weren't arrested and put in jail because that was freedom of expression. Taking a picture of another person in a public pool is freedom of expression, freedom of speech. That's what they concluded. They're speaking through their photograph, and we have to let them say whatever they want to. Now, of course, they're not consistent with that ruling, but that is the mindset, and that is being used to stifle it, Edith. Let me take you back to France. This is from the European Court of Human Rights. The applicant, you're just not going to believe this. The applicant considers that far from being gratuitously offensive, far, <laughs> far from it, throwing bloody liver on the ground as a reenactment of an abortion of our savior and then doing what she did after that. No, that's no, that wasn't gratuitously offensive. <laughs> What is? <laughs> what do they let their children watch? <laughs> At this European Court of Human Rights. You, you let your kids behave this way? If your kid did that on your kitchen floor, well, it is freedom of expression, dear. But we're going to need new tile and grout. Gotta let them say what's on their mind. The applicant considers that far from being gratuitously offensive or seeking to disturb those present in the church, people probably didn't notice. <laughs> no. In uh, that practice of their worship. So it didn't inhibit their worship. So it's fine. Hold on. Her action was part of a public debate on the place of women in society. So here's here's what you got coming. It's what she did and why she did it that excuses the criminality of what was done. Because she was engaging in a social conversation about the role of women in society. Therefore, she can go into private property and do what she did and we excuse it. One wonders if they would do this if, I don't know, a Christian went into an abortuary and did the exact same thing. Hey, this is what you're doing. Um, arrested. In fact, what we're seeing in America is precisely that, that people get arrested. I was reading another article about this, that the arrests of people who are peacefully spending time at abortuaries, they're getting arrested Laws are being passed to keep them away. And yet, when a pro-life center is attacked and firebombed, 
we kind of don't notice that that happened. And this individual wrote, um, then there's no rule of law. I found it. This is from The Federalist. If, peace, if peacefully protesting abortion is criminal, but firebombing pregnancy centers is not, there's no rule of law. This is what is happening in France, and this is what is happening in America. And as long as we're talking about life centers, was on the telly with our buddy Dan Steiner at Preborn Ministries. He is actually, he's of the opinion, and he's pretty immersed in the life issue with all of the preborn centers around the country. He said the, the, the war is hotter than ever. And what is happening is that people now don't go to a building for an abortion in a state where it's considered illegal now. They go to the Internet and they buy medicine, if you can call it that. Medicine is supposed to heal, not kill a child in the womb. And so they will take this and they will do an at-home abortion chemically. Just saw a story of a young lady who did that at 13 weeks, which is dangerous had to take the baby out of the toilet and then they buried it in a park. Dan told me that cemeteries are now working to try to find a way to have a place where people who perform illegal abortions can bury their children. If you get a chance to consider supporting preborn, they are not relenting. They are staying in the battle for life. Ultrasounds, clothing, all the kind things that we can do to help people who consider themselves to be in a crisis, saving lives. They preach the gospel. It's an excellent ministry. Preborn.org slash wretched. Preborn.org slash wretched. Life centers can be firebombed, but we can't even stand in the parking lot at Planned Parenthood. And in the meantime, in Europe, a woman, because she was engaging in a, in a conversation about women in society and aimed to convey a message about the position of the Catholic Church regarding abortion, this is the court opinion, quote, as such, it recalls that the protection of Article 10 must extend to ideas which offend or shock any section of the population. Has any open-air preacher tried to say that Romans 1 indicates that the homosexual lifestyle is a sin? That protected? Mm, it's not in London. By the way, the fellow who got arrested in London, the open-air preacher, I, I don't know the fellow's name. He actually prevailed. I think this was the older gentleman who was toted away by the police. They gave him 11000 bucks and an apology. Why? Because uh, in Britain, it's called the Citizens. No, it's called the Civility Act. It's where you can't say anything in public that might hurt somebody's feelings. <laughs> um, if we aren't supposed to use speech that hurts anybody's feelings, then I guess we don't need freedom of speech, do we? This is a European court that decided private property doesn't matter. Religious service being disrupted doesn't matter. Can we get away with such things? Not a chance. And specifically, just the opposite. In 2018, the same court upheld the criminal conviction 
of an Austrian lecturer who was accused of having equated Mohammed's sexual relationship with Aisha, then only nine years old, with pedophilia. You can't say that! Why? They literally said, because it's dangerous if you upset these people. The duplicity of secular humanity. This is Wretched Radio. 200. That's right. 200 Tomorrow Clubs are now up and running again in Ukraine. That means kids are hearing the gospel. They're getting saved. Their parents are getting saved. The church is getting strengthened. Not only are the Tomorrow Clubs busy preaching the gospel, they're also very busy helping people. This is our buddy Max in Ukraine. We have created the Ukraine Support Fund. Thanks to our partners, Tomorrow Clubs began immediate assistance to the network of the local churches that became a safe place for thousands of refugees fleeing their devastated homes. Providing food, providing clothing, potable water, a safe place, communication. Would you please consider becoming a ministry partner of the amazing ministry called Tomorrow Clubs? You can learn how you could participate in the spreading of the gospel in Eastern Europe at Tomorrow Clubs org slash wretched. What's the one question you think we get the most here at Wretched? It's why do you guys do what you do? And we thought the best person to answer that question was you. Wretched Radio has just really brought me closer to God. Wretched has changed my life. Wretched Radio, you all have done a great job at really bringing joy into our lives. Our goals have always been to preach the gospel, to equip people to preach the gospel, and to strengthen the local church. And when we hear testimonies from real people just like you, we are encouraged. My life will never be the same because of you guys. Through your video, God saved me. Wretched Radio, you encouraged me to walk with the Lord. And we know we would never be able to reach millions of people all over the world with the gospel if it weren't for the support of our gospel partners. If you're not a gospel partner, would you prayerfully consider partnering with Wretched to save the lost and reach millions of people with the gospel? Just log on to wretched.org slash donate to get all of the information you could ever want to know about becoming a gospel partner. That's wretched.org slash donate. 59 million people died last year from diseases like heart disease, cancer, diabetes. But the number one leading cause of death, its very own category of 42.6 million lives that ended abortion. It is hands down the number one leading cause of death on the globe. And that statistic can overwhelm us and cause us to give up. But it should motivate us to get engaged, get involved, and fight for one life at a time. And we can do that through preborn.org slash wretched. $28 buys an ultrasound. 80% of the time, mom chooses life. That is a good investment that saves lives. Would you please consider supporting as many ultrasounds as you can at preborn.org slash wretched. of Christ. In the Bible, Jesus is given many titles that teach us about who he is and what he has done. Jesus is called the bread of life. Just as God gave life to his people in the desert by providing manna, so Jesus gives life to his people through his body broken on the cross, which we remember in the breaking of the bread in communion. 
This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Well, aren't you a tough nut to crack? This is Wretched Radio. Gonna give it another run to see if we can annoy you. Friel, it seems to be your special gifting. Stacey Abrams, she is running for the highest office in the land of Georgia, appearing on MSNBC. But of course, MSNBC... And she's laying out her strategy for fixing the economy to help struggling people. Her solution, abortion. But let's be clear. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. For women, this is not a reductive issue. You can't divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. (laughs) This is so revolting her plan for helping the economy is eliminating those expensive pregnancies not babies not children not even a fetus a pregnant it's just a pregnancy that that would be like calling somebody's tumor a cancer it's 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 a baby it's not just a medical thing or procedure or descriptor it's a baby in there and stacy is with a straight face making the case that the economy would improve because people who are allowed to have abortions won't struggle so much financially let's just take that argument and let's apply it to a toddler Toddlers are so expensive, aren't they? So I guess we can kill them, right, Miss Abrams? And so these are, it's important for us to have both and conversations. We don't have the luxury of reducing it or separating them out, but we also have to talk about what a governor can do. You know, it's interesting. Let's talk about the socioeconomic impact of abortion. I'm okay with that conversation. Does it help the economy? That we kill a lot of people who could work and contribute? Does it really help a society when it is possible that we have taken the lives of people who would do good? Some might even find a cure to a disease. Somebody, somebody could come up with an even more biblical way for a nation to run. Nope. Now when you take their lives, does abortion help the economy? Um, I would argue no. Governor can address housing prices. A governor can address the cost of education. A governor can put money into the pockets of everyday hardworking Georgians instead of giving tax cuts to the wealthy. That's what I talk about on the trail, and that's what's resonating. But let's not pretend that women, half the population, especially those of childbearing age, they understand that having a child is absolutely an economic issue. It is only politicians who see it as simply another cultural conversation. It is a real biological and economic imperative conversation that women need to have. I actually don't disagree with that. Of course, it's an economical situation. It takes money to raise children, to feed them and change them and keep them alive and healthy. Of course it is. But at what price are we willing to say that it is valid to take the life of a human being because of the cost. What's the number, Miss Abrams? 
Or is it a chart? It's a scale based on a person's wage. So let's just say somebody makes under $20,000. They can kill their child because it would be a really big struggle. What about somebody who makes $120,000? Can they still kill their child? If your argument for abortion is economic, then they have a very difficult time coming up with the actuaries to cut off when it isn't an economic burden to have a child. I wonder if that question were posed to Miss Abrams, never would be on MSNBC. If it's not an economic burden for a woman, can she still abort the child? And she, of course, would say, yes. So her argument goes flying right out the window. And frankly, it's disgusting. This is grotesque. This this is so evil. This is so demonic. You be the judge. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Order in the court. Let's play. You be the judge. As always, Jimmy, you will represent the tens and tens of people listening to this year wretched radio program. Are you prepared for your onerous and earnest responsibility? Yes, I am. Let's talk about demonic shall we mm-hmm. chuck lawless a very unfortunate name for an evangelist chuck lawless asking the question does demon possession happen in the west jimmy does it yes what does it look like i i, I don't know think linda blair <laughs> no and by the way have you noticed do do you watch any television or even a social media pop-up, a YouTube video. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Okay, only only two commercials are airing these days. Mm-hmm. Political and ads, specifically in Georgia, it's all Warnock, it is all Walker. It is that's just you can count on that bad boy popping up. And if it doesn't, it is the most gruesome, grotesque trailer from horror movies. I mean, I saw them when I was a kid. They were inappropriate then. What I'm seeing in a trailer on TV, unbelievably demonic, bloody, vulgar, violent. It's a sign of a culture that has a very low view of human beings and has a very low view of demons. Now, I think most people go, well, no, I don't want a demon. I'd prefer an angel. Don't want a demon. But these movies indicate otherwise. That's all these things are is demonic. And besides, what was that? There's a, uh, a there's a Disney show. I think it might have gotten canceled or they're not going to air it. It's a, like Satan in a kid's cartoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. You know, fuzzy and lovable. Right. Satan. We shouldn't have a low view of demons. No, we don't want to have an overly high view of demons because remember, demons are God's demons. They are on a leash. He lets it in. He lets it out as he sees fit because they do whatever God tells them to do or permits them to do when they go about the business of doing evil things, which they do in the West. I thought Chuck Lawless had some interesting observations. When you go to countries that are animistic, they have a tendency to dabble in the dark arts. You have a tendency to see more classic Linda Blair-like manifestations of demons where it's scary. And it's Chuck Lawless's contention 
that the devil does that because he wants those people to fear him more. You're going to do your little religion, but you better be scared of me. And he is able, because of that particular culture, to manifest demons in that way, that visible way, the thrashing around, the gruesome sounds, throwing themselves into a fire. He can he kind of gets away with it over there and it works for him. But in the West, not so much. We make movies about it. We say it's kind of scary, but we paid a lot to go watch it. Instead, Chuck Lawless says in the West, quote, holding nonbelievers in the bondage of naturalism, independence and idolatry makes more sense in much of North American culture. In other words, he goes about his business of infecting and corrupting societies by influencing individual people through other means besides. He uses idolatry. He, he will control people, possess people to be perhaps in places of power and make evil decisions. Aren't we seeing a lot of that these days? I got to tell you. I've always been, I don't know why, perhaps it's my bent. Perhaps it's because we've seen so many abuses of demon possession, building a hedge, rebuking the devil, doing spiritual battle against the devil with incantations or prayer marches. I just always, yeah, yeah it happens, but let's, yeah, with all of that. But increasingly, are we not seeing leaders make Satanic decisions. We heard Stacey Abrams using economics <laughs> to endorse murder. We have medical professionals and government officials who are willing to mutilate children. What is that? Now you say, well, those people aren't demon possessed. I would say, well, how do you know? Well, because they're not going. Gah, 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 gah. Right. Because that doesn't play in the West. He still possesses, by the way, nota bene and nota bene it bene. He can't possess a Christian. The Holy Spirit indwells you. There's no room for a roommate. The Holy Spirit isn't a fan of being a participant in the odd couple, but he most certainly can indwell individuals. Should we point at politicians and say, see, demon possessed. We can't do that. But we can say that they most certainly are influenced because the decisions that they are making are nothing short of satanic. What do these people need? Not an exorcism. They need the gospel. The Holy Spirit enters in. The devil goes flying out. And wa and la will have a better society. Until tomorrow, go serve your king. <laughs>